You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. And good Saturday morning, everyone. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on this first Saturday of June 2023. It's the third day of June, the year 2023. Matt Hatfield here with you. we got A.J. Rister, other side of the glass, Richie Somerville as well. And we've got a brand spanking new studio we're operating out of today. Uh, we were away last weekend, weekend before that, over at the Boo Williams Sportsplex in Hampton. And we're ready to talk all things sports with you, whether it be local, high school, college, pro, everything around the world of sports. Got a couple of special guests as we have the spring region champions being crowned all across your various sports in baseball, softball, soccer, lacrosse, and so much more. And then next week is the Spring Jubilee all across the Commonwealth. I believe Riverside is one of the locations up there in Northern Virginia for that. And then you have uh, Cortland and Spotsylvania for the Class 3, Class 4. There's just championship games everywhere you turn all across the state. We'll be talking with uh, Roland Wright, head baseball coach of the Region 6A champion Bruins. In the next hour of the show, we'll also be having a conversation with Chris Nolan, the head baseball coach of the Region 4A champion Smithfield Packers. Smithfield staying rather busy this year as they've got four teams baseball softball along with boys and girls soccer in the fold and uh so much more for all of you but we say good morning to aj rister and aj we've got a poll question up on our 757 uh sports talk feed which we'll get to in a minute it has to do with your favorite baseball team uh how was your memorial day weekend though was it enjoyable did you do anything fun oh, anything yeah. spectacular lots of golf Lots of golf. Lots of golf. All right. Every weekend, just lots of golf. Are you able to divulge what you shot? Actually, yes. Okay. Uh, I broke my uh, my personal best twice Okay. on Memorial Day weekend. I am officially a golfer who can hit into the 70s. Oh, that's uh, nice. No mulligans, no gimmies. First time was uh, 78, and then I followed that up two days later on Sunday uh, with a 77. Oh, that's pretty darn good. I, I mean, it just feels You're amazing. You're going tour. I tried to play a, a nine the other day. Horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Uh, well, listen, don't don't mess with the success. It's working right now for you. So, uh, now our poll question, as I just teased, they can find on 757 Sports Talk, has to do with, I was watching some baseball games last night, and it's early returns. What's a bigger surprise on the first weekend of June in baseball? The Orioles in second in the AL East ahead of Ed's Yankees. And we'll be talking with Ed, who is Ed Young, the coach at Nans, whenever on the basketball side of things, my usual cohort, a little bit later on in the show. Uh, the Red Sox and the Blue Jays ahead of all those teams, only behind the Tampa Bay Rays. Or the Nationals, who almost blew a big lead last night. There were some leads that got a little uh, clunky last night. I know Richie's Pirates with a great comeback went over to Cardinals. How about that? They were down 5-love in that game. But... Uh, or the Nats, who were down or up last night, seven to one, lost to lead, but are able to pull it out eight to seven, who are tied for fourth in the NL East with the reigning champion Phillies, and this is with a few former Nats on that Phillies roster. With when you look at Trey Turner and you look at Bryce Harper and you look at Kyle Schwarber, uh, I'm guessing you, being the O's fan that you are, will, would vote for the O's if you haven't done so already. Uh, what's your feeling? What's a bigger surprise right now here on June the 3rd? The Orioles in second or the Nats not in last place by themselves in the NL East? I mean, I I would like to say the Orioles, but I'm just going to say the AL East in general. Uh, You look at every single team above 500. 
Uh, we look back to last year. No one expected the Orioles to be anywhere close to 500, and yet they finish uh, above 500 for the first time in several years. They really didn't do too much in the offseason, and it definitely made a lot of those fans upset. Uh, and it's showed over the last couple of weeks. You've seen the middle of that bullpen that Baltimore has. It is not going to get things done. And if you are stuck to go with that Kansas City Royals uh, game plan a couple years ago with those three relievers that it seemed like they put in every single game. The Orioles are seemingly having to do that with uh, Yenier Cano, who came out of nowhere. He's been great. Uh, Felix Bautista, who is the absolute definition of a mountain. Uh, and then you got a, a kind of a Alex Colom and and maybe a couple of different guys in there. But the other Ballman, use Ballman a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Other other than that. That bullpen is is not going to get things done for them if you're looking to make a deep run. I heard a great stat about them, and maybe you know the updated number. I know this was during last weekend's Texas game that they won 3-2 after losing the first two in that series. And Texas came into that averaging the most runs per game in baseball. What a job Bruce Bochy, uh, former Tide, by the way, has done there. He's won a few World Series titles with the San Francisco Giants, now doing great things in Texas with the Rangers, who could certainly run into the Orioles in the postseason, be it a wild car round, be it any point in the American League if both teams continue on the paths they're on. But they've now gone, AJ's at like 58 series in a row without being swept. And that's with, you know, a multi game series, obviously, of, you know, three or more. It's like the second longest streak in baseball since 2008. That's unbelievable that they've gone that long without being swept in a series. This the, the a franchise that was a few years ago just the laughing stock at a sport. Yeah, and it, you go back a couple of series ago, and they were on another tear where they had, I think it was uh, 11 straight series in a row where they won the opener. That's, that and was which great is, stretch, Which is yeah. a huge thing to do. You think about it, especially with these four-game series, you get that first one out of the way. Oh, it's uh, you know, deal. it goes from being, hey, we have to win these last two or last three, really, uh, to, to just win one. And you, you go win two the series. And one. You go two and one, you're playing 667 baseball all, all throughout the year, which basically look at the standings right now and you look up at the Rays, who are the best team in the sport at 690. The O's right there behind them at 632 with three and a half in the uh, standings in the AL East. And they have obviously the. Uh, Third best record in the AL because the Rangers have nudged ahead. But right there, those are the top three in the sport. And by the way, guess who, as you know, I had to do this today. Guess who's tied for the best record in the National League? Guess who's tied for the best record in the National League? I have what to team? go out there and just, you yeah, know, since you're saying it, I'm going to say Arizona. That's right. The D-backs, who Ed always jokes with me, are a triple-A team. I'm going to give him some grief when he comes on later on today. We'll play some uh, fun. It'll be, we'll call it the uh, the parlay props we'll do with some baseball division. We did our division picks and our over-unders beginning of the year. We'll rehash those. You know I love to rehash those when I win. I did that for basketball as I finally beat them this year to lose in the last couple of years. And um, we'll also do that with the NBA Finals coming up as game number two comes your way tomorrow night right here. You can hear all the action when it comes to the, uh, not just the Baseball Through the World Series, but the NBA Finals as well right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. But I love my team's chances to somehow get in. I don't know if we won the division, but I like where we're sitting right now at 35-23. and 23. Six-game winning streak, which is the longest in the sport, led by that pitching staff with Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly, and then certainly Cattell Marte and Corbin Carroll, the young hotshot, who Tim Kirchin came on back in, remember, back in early April, came on the show and said he was going to be the surprise breakout player to sport Kirchner nailed that and and I'll give you one thing that I know about the Arizona Diamondbacks obviously it's been a very bumpy road with a lot of unfortunate things we don't necessarily want to bring up here but former Arizona number one prospect Christian Robinson was uh, just placed on into single a and the only reason why I know that is because I won a signed bat by him like a year ago and so I've been waiting for him to actually do something so I can sell that thing well you have to wait a little while 
He's only, I think he's only like 22, but he was yeah, yeah, a, a year ago. He was the number one prospect in the Diamondback system. He was. But the other other pieces are coming to fold. The one thing I hate, you talk about bullpens. We've got 13, or I say we, like I'm part of the team. We, the D-backs have 13 blown saves among six different relievers, which is not a good stat on June the 3rd to have that many blown saves. And somehow they're tied with the Dodgers in first, who, by the way, got it done last night against Ed's Yanks with Clayton Kershaw on the hill to uh, double up the Bronx Bombers 8-4 to despite a couple of homers in that one for New York with uh, Josh Donaldson and Giancarlo Stanton, who was back as a uh, Mookie Betts had another terrific night. All right, we've got some. I think we we have our little uh, we have our little uh, liner with our scores. We have to do. We do this with football. We do this with basketball. We're gonna do a little mini spring sports for the high school fans out there with the region finals. If we've got it, we got the little uh, hot key with some of that little uh, music themed, be it baseball, basketball, football style. There we go. We got something theme wise. There we go. There's a little the old baseball tonight theme for you as we go through some of the. High school championships and who's playing who and what's happening across the landscape. And if you want to hop in here, you're always welcome to do so as we open up the phone lines at 757-687-9494. That's area code 757-687-9494 on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 for 757 Saturday Sports Talk. All right, let's start with softball. Let's give the ladies their love here first. In uh, Region 6A, the final was won by Kellum, who's now 22-1. My gracious, they doubled up Grassfield 2-1. Behind Ava McMichael's walk-off RBI double in the bottom of the seventh, going over to Class Six. Uh, I'm sorry, going over to Class Five, Region A. As we look at what's happening there on the softball side of things, uh, actually we don't have that in front of us. We'll go back to the softball. I thought I had that in front of me. So Class Six, Region A Championship. Kellum is the region champ. They'll be hosting in the state quarters the Region Six B runner-up. Meanwhile, it'll be Grassfield on the road at the Region 6B Champ. So if you're wondering about those tournament brackets, and they're all up there on the VHSL site and through Max Preps, but we'll give them to you right here while we've got them in front of us. Uh, looks like uh, I did not see a final uh, posted up there for who's playing there, so we'll go back to it. All right, moving over to Class 5, Region A. Hickory, a winner 3 to nothing over First Colonial as they blank the Patriots. Uh, the Hawks, the second seed there, had 12 runs in the semifinals over Kempsville. First Colonial was coming off a 10-0 win over Princess Anne, so the uh, Patriots are going to be moving on to the state quarterfinals as the runner-up. Hickory will be hosting in that bracket for the state tournament in Class 5, which leaves us with, uh, right now, out of Region B, Nansman River, who beat Granby. So Nansman River will be going to host First Colonial, while Granby will be traveling over to Hickory for Class 5. All right, we'll come back to some more softball in a second. Oh, actually, we got one more softball I think we got for you. Class 4, Region A, Deep Creek doubling up the Smithfield Packers 4-2, to so the Hornets get it done. They win the region championship over there in Class 4. They'll be hosting in the state tournament while Smithfield will be traveling to the Region 4B champ. And for some reason, they're not showing a lot of these brackets up here on the VHS site to see who they're uh, playing. So some of those games might be taking place this morning if there was some rain, inclement weather. Check the uh, VHS site, Max Preps, for more of those as we move it along. All right, back over to baseball. We mentioned Roland Wright will be joining the show coming up in the next hour of the program. So 
You have the Western Branch Bruins 14 to check that 13 to 7, a winner last night over Grassville. We'll get into his team's win last night over the Grizzlies in the next hour of the show. 11 walks for the Grizzlies, which allowed Western Branch to get it done in that one. So Western Branch, which has won state championships before in baseball, they've done it a couple of different times. In fact, as recent as 2017 and 2014, runner-up in 2018, they're moving on at 17-5 and overall to the state tournament. And as for their next opponents, looking at Western Branch, will be playing host to the Region B runner-up Freedom of South Riding, while Grassfield will travel to Region 6B champ Colgan, the Sharks of Colgan High School, relatively new school in the quarterfinals coming up on Tuesday. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk. If you'd like to hop in here, you can do so at 757-687-9494. That's area code 757-687-9494. You can tweet us too at 757 Sports Talk. That's 757 Sports Talk with any questions, comments, opinions you may have, and also vote on our poll question we mentioned earlier on the baseball side of things. Let's go over to Class 5, Region B. Nans Minerva not only winning there in softball, but baseball too. 4-2 to as they double up the glow. Foster Dukes, who knocked off Menchville, will blame Ed as the jinx for Phil Forbes being undefeated. His pal and fellow Yankee fan, they were having a great year, gotten knocked off in the semis by Gloucester. Much like their boys basketball team, who had a phenomenal year in the Lamont Struthers, undefeated loss to Woodside, the eventual state champ in the semis in the basketball tournament at the Norfolk Scope back in February. Well, Menchville gets beat by Gloucester. You figure maybe Gloucester's the team now to be the favorite. Well, Nans Minerva, which lost last year in the state semifinals under coach Mark Stufel as he retired a season ago after their great run. Uh, this team with new coach Ty Rivers, a former player, youngster coaching them, 4-2 to as they double up the Gloucester Dukes to win the Region 5B title. And Nance Minerva with one of the best players in the area, if you haven't followed their baseball program, they got a young man who is going to Washington State to play his college baseball. And we're talking about uh, young Mr. Parker over there. Darren Parker is uh, headed to Washington State to play his uh, college baseball came back to the area from uh, IMG Academy and uh, looks like he's leading them to the uh, state tournament as they are rolling along there. The uh, shortstop, Darren Parker Jr. So Nans Minerva moving on in the state tournament. So too will Gloucester despite losing in the region final because as I mentioned before, they take the top two teams, the region champion and the region runner up for the state tournament. Uh, looking at the Class 5 bracket, which is mighty, mighty tough. The day before, the Cox Falcons, under Coach Matt Itner, won the region title over First Colonial. So that sets up with Cox's win over First Colonial, uh, 7-1 on Thursday. Cox will be playing host to Gloucester, while First Colonial will travel to Nansman River and Tuesday's quarterfinal round. We mentioned Smithfield, the Packers. We've got coming up in just a bit here, Coach Chris Nolan. Talk about his team. They're moving on as they beat Jamestown on Thursday, and they're in the state quarterfinals against Mechanicsville. Jamestown is going to take on Hanover on the road. Let's get some more scores in here while we have a chance to get through these here. Going over to some other sports, we just kind of sprinkle them all in here. Boys soccer, Class 6, Region A, Kellum. Shutting out Lanstown 2 to nothing, Fifth win in a row. 13th of the season for the men in Kellum leading the way there. Class 5 Region Boys final. It was Cox getting by Princess Anne 1 to nothing. Class 5 Region B. Kikitan behind Ubong Ek and Ryan Cho. A 2 to 1 winner over Granby as they win the region championship there. Girls soccer Cosby nudging by Kellum 1 to nothing as that halted the string of 12 straight shutouts for the Knights, but Kellum still moving on to the States. Cosby will be the one hosting in the Class 6 quarterfinals out of Region A. 
Princess Anne, five to two winner over First Colonial, and it was Nansman River Girls Soccer in Region Five B final, edging Maury one to nothing. But again, both teams moving on to the state tournament. Lacrosse here, boys lacrosse. Douglas Freeman twelve to five over Cox, and Patrick Henry of Roanoke beating First Colonial twenty two to nine. A really eye popping score there. Girls side of lacrosse, it was deep run nineteen. First Colonial six. So there you have it as we go through a bunch of the scores. And uh, that will wrap that one up here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. If you want to hop in here again, 757-687-9494. Topic in the barbershop is our man Derek uh, tweets in. Should the seniors participate in graduation or play in their playoff game slash track meet? As you also have outdoor track going on. And uh, we'll ask that to Coach Young when he comes on in a couple segments because uh, he is going to be participating in graduation, AJ, for the 14th consecutive year. He gets to walk the stage next week over there at uh, Chartway Arena. How about that? And we'll have to play our, if you haven't heard it before in years past, uh, it was one of the great uh, Lynn Burke's favorites we've ever done on the show, our graduation-themed uh, open for the show. If you've never heard that before, we did it, I want to say, back in like 2011, 2012, one of those years, and it's been it's been one of our favorite segments we've done. So, And it does involve Coach Young, so you'll have to hear that next week and tune in right bright and early at 10.05. Synchronize your watches, set the alarm, because it's uh, one of our favorite things to do annually when he has to do graduation. And sometimes it interferes with the show. Sometimes he, it, it's 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, because the Suffolk schools have their, their graduation all at the same time, as far as same day, but they split them up. So some shows he misses part of the show. He's here for the whole show. It's later. It depends when their graduation is with Lakeland, Kings Fork, and Nansman River. So there you so have it. So you're saying there's one month out of the year where Coach actually has an, a valid excuse for not that. Being that's here. a legitimate that's, one. That's, correct. That's, yeah. That is correct. That one, although it might not be legitimate depending on what time their graduation it's is, true. because if they're just like at four o'clock, he should be here for the whole show. So I have not gotten the schedule for you know who goes first, who goes second, who goes third. I think he was here last year for the whole show. I think they were last last year. I can't remember. It's it's you know it all it's all a blur. All these years he shows up late to a ten o'clock show for a graduation at four o'clock in the afternoon. Absolutely, he's got to get dressed with all his suits and ties and all that stuff. Anyhow, all right, he'll be joining us in a couple segments. He has confirmed he will be uh, phoning, and he was supposed to come in this morning, but he had a last minute. Anyways, uh, coming up next, Chris Nolan, head baseball coach of the Smithfield Packers. Oh, I know you love it out there, Keith. You'll be hearing about the Packers coming up next, right here on seven five seven Saturday Sports Talk, powered by Larry King Law on Priority Auto Sports Radio. 94.1. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here is Matt Hatfield. All right, we are pleased on this special VirginiaPreps.com Zoomcast, also available on our YouTube channel and heard on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 across Tidewater. Matt Hatfield here with you with a special guest. He is the head baseball coach of the Region 4A champion Smithfield Packers. They were not expected to make a big-time tournament push, but as a number six seed, knocking off the likes of Grafton, Warwick, Jamestown, and another on the way to the state tournament in class four, we say hello and congrats to Coach Chris Nolan, whose team will be playing host to Mechanicsville in a quarterfinal game coming up on Tuesday. Coach, it has been a whirlwind of a season, I imagine, and uh, it has to be sweet to be region champs going on to states. Well, first off, thank you. Uh, we appreciate it on behalf of the team and the players. It is absolutely an amazing feeling. Uh, I want to congratulate the players um, through the ups and downs. Uh, they never wavered. They kept fighting hard. Uh, just cup coming back. Um, our district is, uh, like a lot of them around here, one of the toughest. 
And the best thing about it, when you're playing one-run games every day of the week, when you get to tournament baseball, you're pretty much tournament tested. And they've just been able to hang in there this week and do great things. If I'm looking at it right, Coach, and we'll go through your key contributors as well as your background here in just a bit. I think you started out the season 5-0 and with wins over Warhill, Churchland, Bruton, Tab, and New Kent. And then it looked like you proceeded to lose five of your next six. Actually, we're under 500 at the midway point or later. So now you're like the, I guess, the equivalent of if you're watching the the basketball and hockey playoffs, the Miami Heat or Florida Panthers. You're the Cinderella story in a lot of ways, huh? Yes, absolutely. Um, it was an up and down season. Uh, there were a couple things that you know contributed to that that we had to work out as a team. Uh, but the thing that we never lost sight of for the players was through that, uh, we had seven one-run losses. And that just tells you, you know, in those seven games, it could have been one play one way or the other. We met with the team and we told them that the difference between being 5-15 and 15 or 15-5 15 and five comes down to two, two plays a game. And the other thing is five of those losses were to region champs, New Kent, uh, Pocosin, uh, and then, of course, one was to the region runner-up, um, uh, actually, uh, James uh, New Kent Pocosin, and then uh, to Jamestown, who was in the finals. So uh, you know you're playing tough teams every day that just get you ready to to keep going. But our players persevered; they never never gave up. We just kept working it out, and uh, they've been able to turn it around. Uh, for you, what's the most enjoyable part of this whole process? Because as you said, baseball is a, it's a different game. It's a funny game sometimes where you watch even the big leagues, uh, big league. Uh, games leads can evaporate quickly and you see some of those trends turn around. I mean, last year in the major leagues, you watch teams like the Phillies and Padres get hot at the right time and make deep runs. What's been for you as a coach in this, the the most satisfying part and knowing it's not over yet, you still hope to get three more wins and have a really special celebration. Well, the most satisfying thing has been seeing how the players have, de- have adapted to the adversity and developed and continued to grow, learning new things, challenging them every week, uh, not getting down, um, but specifically watching them become better first young individuals and then better ball players where they're going out. I mean, if you think about it, uh, monkey on your back, all due credit to Jamestown. They're a great team. We have a great rivalry. Uh, you lost two hard fought one run games to them, and then you're coming in and playing them. And, you know, who, it's like, do you have money to lose or do you even have a chance? And our guys just never, ever, uh, look down you know they learn from it uh watching them grow and develop this year that's been the most satisfying thing as a coach or just a teacher trying to teach them the finer points of the game and and the strategy behind it those close games you've had that you've won here lately beating grafton uh in the tournament four to two also warwick six to four and then edging out jamestown and bay rivers rival for you five to four give me a couple of key moments or players that stand out among those victories that propelled you onto the state berth well, probably the one player who's stepped up uh, tremendously uh, down the stretch has been Maddox Brown. Uh, if I remember correctly, he had a home run in the Grafton game. He had a home run in the uh, Jamestown game when we're down 2 nothing. He hits a two-run homer to bring us even. And I think as soon as he did that, it just level set uh, our teammates, our team. They were all calm and cool, and they just had a positive uh, vibe amongst them. Uh, our pitching has been outstanding. That's what's kept us in every game. I can't say enough about our pitchers, James Fitchett, Maddox Brown, Ty Hedgepath. Uh, together, along with Nick Santamora, I mean, our team ERA is under two. 
uh, literally one run games were in every game and they're the guys who've really held it together. And then finally, probably the spark plug is our shortstop, Walton Bondurant. He was first team all Bay Rivers district. He's hitting over 390. I believe he was 16 for 16 in steals, but he's just a kid that does everything. He will give up anything, bunt. Uh, he's just got that it factor and he's kind of like our spark plug that gets things going. You have to have those unsung heroes like that one there, Coach, to make a tournament run, right? Because you know who your headliners are. I think going into the season, you mentioned about Fitchett and Santamora and some others. You sort of probably had an idea who your leaders would be or your you know, front of the rotation guys, if you will. Call so your, your couple of main hitters, cleanup hitter, top, top of the order hitter. But to have someone like that, especially come tournament time, that you, you get a sense that players, that kind of it rubs off on them what he does? Absolutely. They feed from it when they see, you know, even when something goes bad, uh, you make an error and he says, hey, I got the next one. Then when the next guy, they're not getting on each other, they're picking up each other. But then they make that, uh, you know, the Jamestown game was a perfect example. They had guys twice on uh, uh, one out and he turns two double plays on two very hard, hard plays. It just picks the whole team up. You know, it's the guy that just straps you on your back and says, we're going to do this together. He doesn't look for the limelight, but he doesn't shy away from the most toughest moment on the field. Uh, he'll just go after it and make something happen. We're chatting with Chris Nolan. He's the head baseball coach of the Smithfield Packers Region 4A champs from the Bay Rivers District getting ready for a state quarterfinal coming up on Tuesday as they play host to the Mustangs of Mechanicsville. It's on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 across Tidewater and beyond. Also on our YouTube channel and Zoom in on virginiapreps.com. And coach, let's fill the audience out there and on your back a little bit, your high school and college days, your playing days, if you will, and what brought you to Smithfield and uh, Ham Country, if you will, Packer Country. Well, uh, Ham Country is is a good uh, a good reason to call it. Um, we moved to Smithfield. Uh, I'm semi-retired. Uh, I coached up in Northern Virginia for the better part of 15 years. Uh, and my son and uh, his young bride live in Smithfield. She works actually works for Smithfield. He's in law enforcement in the area. And um, as we were semi-retiring, we were looking for somewhere to go. And it just all worked itself out. We moved to Smithfield uh, kind of on a whim. Um, I met with the previous principal in AD, uh, and they offered me the job. And... Uh, it's just been a, a blessing in disguise. It's just a wonderful community, a wonderful group of parents and players. The school administration is behind us, the county schools and, and the county are. Uh, so we've really enjoyed it. Just, you know, moved in and just fit right in with the community. Uh, it feels like we've lived here a long time, but mainly it was my son. And to, you know, it helps tell you a little bit maybe how old I am. Uh, we had our, they had their first grandbaby, so uh, we have a grandchild now that you know actually comes out to our games, which is a lot of fun to ha to have there. Congratulations! Always good to have pops and uh, grandpops, and then the old America's pet pastime, if you will, with baseball, no doubt about it. Now, where were you previously in Northern Virginia? What did you did you coach teach at? Where were you at there previously? I was up at Falls Church High School uh, in Falls Church. Prior to that, I worked out at Woodgrove High School in Loudoun County. And then I really started high school coaching at uh, Chantilly. And prior to that, I was an assistant coach at Catholic University for three years. Uh, I really enjoyed the time at Catholic and probably would have stayed there, uh, except it was just a long distance from my house and I had another full-time job uh, working and it just got to be hard. So I started to look for something 
uh, closer. And then it just was a sequence of events that took me from one school to the next over a period of four or five years, moving up in the co coaching ranks, helping out players I've worked with. All great opportunities, all great schools. You mentioned just the loyal, passionate uh, community and fan base there in Smithfield and just some diehards that support all the various sports out there. Uh, what uh, similarities and differences do you notice in the brand of, of baseball here across Tidewater and, and down there in the Big Rivers at Smithfield in comparison to when you were previously coaching Northern Virginia? I know there's a lot of quality in both spots, but you notice uh, more similarities, more differences. What have you seen from your keen coaching eye? Yeah, probably the biggest difference between the two is the players down here um, uh, are much more, uh, I'm, I'm going to use the word gritty, they will fight a little bit harder. Um, they're 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 going to do anything you want. You know, if you tell them to go run through the proverbial fence, they will go do it. Some of the players in Northern Virginia would ask you why. You know, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, they're probably the kids we had up there probably have more general skill overall. Not you know, not to compare them, but I think the players down here just play with a lot more passion, heart. Uh, they're, it's their neighbors that they've grown up with, their boyhood friends, uh, and they kind of have a bond that they're looking to do to make something happen. Our team was a perfect example. When I took it over a couple of years ago, the younger guys just got together and they said, we're going to do whatever it takes to turn this program around. They said, would you tell us? And I said, I'll put out a roadmap. But at the end of the day, I'm not between the lines when we play. You guys have to decide to buy into it. And they just did that, whether it was willing to give up their Saturdays, off-season days, just putting really in the hard work ethic. I guess the level of commitment, um, probably the, the biggest thing you have up north is a lot of the travel programs have now become more uh, dominant in terms of the kids' loyalties are divided, maybe, is what I was running to in my high school team up there. And I don't have any of that competition down here. These kids are committed to the program and committed to each other. How about from the collegiate level? Do you miss much of that? And what things and during that time help mold you and make you an even better coach from your perspective, looking back on it? Well, that probably was the, the, the great foundation that I had. And yeah, you absolutely miss it. You know, 56 games a year, uh, the bus rides with the players, you made friendships for life. Um, uh, but what really helped me is I made friendships with other coaches. So I feel like I have a, you know, a contact list of, college coaches now that have moved up through the ranks and are now head coaches at major universities that if I have a question about, you know, maybe I'm not getting through or I can't get this guy to hit an inside pitch and I forgot what it is, I can text or call one of them and they're going to sit down with me and, and work immediately. They may call me. I run into them at all the coaches meetings, the national meetings. So it's that it's that pipeline. And then the the second benefit of that is because they're always looking for good players. So if we happen to have one or if I happen to know one, so I might get a text from one of those coaches and said, hey, you know, we've heard about this kid at Smithfield, at Cox, at, you know, Western Branch, at, at school up north. Uh, you, you can give them the feedback and they're going to take it honestly. So, uh, but the biggest thing for me is it's a, it's a tremendous resource that if we're doing something and I'm struggling or I need more information, I go to them and, you know, when, when those are big time college coaches, a couple of them are coaching in the college world series this, this weekend, there's some real credibility there. And, you know, the kids may look at you and say, Hey, I didn't come up with this. I got it from this guy. I mean, they're just a lot smarter than me. Well, uh, very humble you are. I want to I want to finish up with you class two and appreciate your time doing this with us. Chris Nolan, the head baseball coach, the Smithfield Packers region four, a champs getting ready for a state playoff 
matchup coming up on Tuesday. Uh, you have a lot of, I'm looking at your roster, right? A lot of juniors, it feels like that class of uh, 2024, but uh, do you have some hopefuls for the next level, whether in the senior class or beyond that, do you see, you can see playing college baseball, be it division one, two or three in your eyes? I, I think we have a couple of juniors who definitely should be looking at it. And I'll, st and then with the sophomores, the, the Walton Bondurant absolutely is, he's the total, he, he's the, he's the, the it package. We got a couple other sophomores, uh, uh, Kelson Soden, that if they, you know, tear out and grow as they are, they have the tools right now that they should be seriously looking at it. And we have a couple of freshmen who actually are, have come into the program that have the tools. They just need the maturity and the development and the, and the level to get there. So I think we're well, um, you know, we have a good foundation looking forward for the next couple of years to build on, as you know, in high school sports, it's one year up, one year down. And so much of it is pitching dependent. It is. And it's a constant uh, evolving before our very eyes with social media and all different things that have gone on in the last few years as we watch things unfold. And uh, lastly, Coach, uh, exciting matchup coming up with the uh, Mustangs of Mechanicsville coming in now. It looks like they had won 15 in a row before falling to a traditional state power and Hanover 7-3 to three in the region uh, 4B final. I know a lot of people are looking at, you know, the other matchups that could shake out come semifinal championship round. But as a coach, you know, it's it's old cliche, but it's so true. You can only take it one game at a time and the team in front of you, which is a very good uh, region runner up coming to your place on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, everybody knows Hanover, uh, as you said, a perennial state finalist contender. Um, and, you know, Mechanicsville beat them twice in the regular season, just lost to them in the playback game, I guess, as you'd call it. So, and it just came down to it. My guess is it just was probably who ran out of pitching. So, I mean, the the uh, 15 wins in a row, you don't pull that off at any level in high school baseball without having a quality team, a quality coaching. Uh, it's just going to come down to, you know, a barn burner, I'm sure, hard fought, uh, putting pressure on each other. Um, you know, who can pull off something different or unique when you catch the other guy sleeping. But I expect it to be uh, a tremendous contest, a great competition. Um, I think our guys are in a good spot. Uh, you know, the good thing is when you come in as a six seed and you get this far, you're basically, you know, I told the guys we're playing with house money. People don't expect us to be here. So it takes a little bit of the pressure off. Um, but I really respect uh, Mechanicsville and what they've got and their program and their coaches. Uh, and they've got some great players, so I just expect it to be an outstanding contest on Tuesday. Should be a lot of fun out there at Smithfield. Go out and support the Packers, uh, whether you are a Smithfield grad or not, as they play host to Mechanicsville with that game coming up on Tuesday. We wish you all the best, Coach, and make sure you tell my pal Pat Doolin, the AD out there, get, get ready for some championship ceremonies because I see not just the baseball and the softball program, but the boys and girls soccer programs, a lot of championship potential coming up there at SHS. I will pass that on, and Pat gets a lot of the credit for the foundation and the backing he gives to all the coaches. He's a tremendous individual and an outstanding AD. Well, hey, Chris, thank you so much for the time. All the best, Coach, to you and the Packers, and I will keep in touch. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. That is Coach Chris Nolan of the Smithfield Packers, our guest here on our VirginiaPreps.com Zoomcast, also available on the YouTube channel and heard across Hampton Roads and beyond in the Commonwealth of Virginia on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right. Good morning, everyone. This is the coach. <coughs> excuse me. Clear my voice. The coach Ed Young. All right. It's not the coach Ed Young. He might not be joining us this morning, though, because he is stuck in a noisy area, which AJ says thankful. He's thankful for that because it won't have his phone going all over the place. But if he is able to get away from all the noise and uh, I guess he's recruiting somebody right now, AJ, that's what he's doing. He's, he's He wanted to tell us a it's always recruiting. big story. Yeah. But what we did do. 
We did. We were able to, you know, have you ever been in Ed's car? The infamous black charger that we love to reference on the show. And there are, there's all kinds of bells and whistles in there, too. Like we have in our brand spanking new studio here, which got to give Josh and the crew here. They did a fantastic job. Along with Richie helping with all the maintenance with everything as we got ourselves back on the air for this Saturday and everything uh, moving and grooving. We were able to get the loose change in Ed's, you know, Ed's, if you've ever seen Ed's car, he's got all kinds of coins. But AJ, we were able to tally it up. What do you think the loose change added up to in Ed's car? All the pennies and nickels and dimes. How long has he had it? Oh, uh, well, this is just in the last, we did this a year ago, but we like to do this every year. We get the uh, loose oh, change okay. and so put you, it for. So you have cleaned it out once Well, before. here's here's the deal. I like to, because I'm a, I like to be a giving person. We take the loose change, it adds up to a certain amount, and then if one of our, we call it friendly little shekel parlays hits, we split it amongst the crew. So that's the nice little way, way to do it. Now, we haven't had one hit in a while. Hit one a couple years ago. So we do this with division picks. We do it like every, you know, three, four, five months. Uh, what do you think it added up to? I think we last did it in September. So this is since last September. What did the loose well, change let, let add up ask, to? Let me ask, what was what was last year's? Because you had. I want to say it was eight dollars and twenty cents, but that was over a year now. That was eight dollars and twenty cents over a year. When oh, you said this was September's when you cleared. This is, so yeah, not so quite this, a is, year. this is about was that six go, months? I'm going to go five dollars and sixty three cents. Close. It added up to four dollars and sixty cents. So you split that th- three ways, four sixty. You do the math on that, $4.60 divided by three, it's $1.53. So we got amongst the three of us, and we'll let Ed save his $1.53 for when he does his picks. Maybe we'll let him do his next week. But we can do that with with the little funds there. And uh, we do our baseball divisional picks for today, as we are sitting here on June the 3rd, AL Central, West, East, and then NL East, Central, and West. And as we look at the standings right now as we sit here, and obviously the longer shots you pick, the better your odds are. Tampa's three and a half up three and a half up on the O's in the AL East. You have the Twins up three and a half on the Tigers in the AL Central. Texas up two and a half on the Astros in the AL West. The Braves have a three and a half game lead on the Marlins and Mets in the NL East. By the way, Ronald Acuna Jr., he looks like the MVP right now. He has been marvelous for them. Watched some of their Sunday night game last week on uh, ESPN against the Phillies. And you have the Brewers up by half a game against Pittsburgh, the Diamondbacks up, and the Dodgers up by just a smidge as well. Uh, They're actually tied, Dodgers and Diamondbacks, and then you have the Giants, a six and a half back of them. We'll do that in just a moment. But I understand we have someone on the line, 757-687-9494 is a telephone number. That's area code 757-687-9494. And I know delighted to join us, as he just heard, the baseball coach at Smithfield is none other than... Our man Keith. Uh, good morning, Keith. How are you on this uh, Saturday in June? I'm doing good. How you doing, Matt? Half year. I'm doing great. We've got AJ and uh, Richie keeping us afloat, making sure that we don't don't go off the air, pushing the buttons, turning the knobs. Uh, are you enjoying this Smithfield Renaissance, if you will, with baseball, softball, soccer, boys and girls, all in the state tournament? Chance to uh, see two, three, or maybe four championships, huh? Yeah, we go. I, I watched a couple nights ago. I watched Smithfield boys on, on NFL Network. NFL, no, no, NFHS Network. You didn't watch on the NFL NFHS, Network. They're not on there. Trust me. NHF Net- Network. NFHS. Uh, you're close enough. We'll help you. That's okay. And uh, they they got a good team. I think they can, they, I, I believe they, I believe they can go far to state and win it. I think they can. I'll tell you what. I, I spoke with Nathan Jones. In fact, do do we have that at our disposal, uh, AJ? The little quick minute. We don't have that that little snippet. If we've got that snippet. Tell me when we got a snippet. We'll, we'll let Keith hear that for about a minute. I actually caught up with uh, the girls' soccer coach and Nathan Jones. I love their chances. I give them about a 75% chance. 
I'm going to put baseball probably under 50%. Yeah, we got Nathan Jones. Let's give it a listen here. You want to hear, hear Coach Jones real quickly? Keith, you want to hear it while you're on the air with us? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. AJ's going to see if he can fire this up for us. It's going to be an exciting game. Uh, we had a chance to kind of watch Hanover a little bit and uh, their regional tournament and some of their regular season games. And we kind of feel that they're very similar to uh, a Jamestown team that we played, even with a little bit of great bridge mixed in. They're, they're a very physical team, and that's what they do. And they're, they're they kind of play a very possessive type of style, which is kind of similar to what we do. So I think it's a, it's a going to be a really good matchup going into it. I mean, you know, when you get to the state level, every game is not easy. So you're playing some of the best teams in the state, obviously. And, uh, you know, to come in having a home field advantage, I think it's going to be extremely important. Last year, you know, making it to the state semifinals for the first time in school history, you know, our girls want more. And uh, the biggest thing for us is uh, to not – be complacent on this regional championship coming into the state tournament. We need to to bring bring the fire like we did in the in the regional tournament. I feel like I like our chances, you know. But uh, they're really good. Every team's really good. I feel like we can pull it off. And I think we worked so hard all year to get home field advantage, and uh, hopefully that really plays in our favor. How about that there, Keith? We give it to you right there. Thanks to AJ with the magic of uh, technology and radio. you got a triple header on Tuesday. Baseball hosting Mechanicsville at 4.30. you got boys soccer hosting Chancellor at 5.30. And then the girls soccer, you just heard Coach Nathan Jones taking on Hanover at 7 o'clock. You go over there, you can see three games. I don't know about for the price of one, unless you tell Duel and I said, uh, I'll put you in for free on my list and get you a hot dog and some popcorn and so forth. But I like their chances on the girls' soccer side, Keith, with the ODU commit Katie Lutz leading the way. I think that you can win at least one of these championships. Baseball's the long shot. They had a losing record going into regionals, but they've had a marvelous run, as you just heard uh, Coach Chris Nolan earlier on the show. And I would give the... Uh, Boys soccer as well as the softball about a 50-50 shot. Maybe the boys soccer close to a 60% chance. I think you're going to get at least two with the outside chance at three titles. Yes, also, the softball, who the girls softball stand on, on this next week? Okay, so uh, great question. Uh, the girls softball lost last night to Deep Creek, so they're the runner-up in the region in four a, they will play the Region 4B champion, which as I look at the brackets right now, uh, it has not been updated. Go figure, right? Uh, so let me look at the Region brackets if they play today, perhaps. Uh, I'm looking at this through the VHSL links and through Max Preps. It looks like they were supposed to have that last night. Hanover and Spotsylvania were supposed to play in softball, we'll we'll do a quick little Twitter search to see if that did get final. It's not updated on their site. Uh, I'm not seeing a final just yet. I'll do a double check. My guess is you're probably playing Hanover, Keith, the top seed in that region. Uh, they've been just dominant all year long. We'll do a quick double check on the Capital District site as we speak to you now. Uh, looks like Hanover uh, did win last night 5-1. to one. So you will go to Hanover on Tuesday. Spotsylvania will be uh, traveling to Deep Creek, meanwhile. Okay, I hope all four of them can all of them can bring it home, state championship home. I think baseball's got the longest shot. They're the biggest Cinderella story, but I love the girls' soccer chances. And I'll tell you what, the more I think about it, I think the boys' soccer have about a 50 to 65% chance. I think Coach Henderson's got a great team over there, and uh, they can get it done. I mean, the only team we got to get to, um, Blackbird, they, they they soccer team. How about them? We you said Blacksburg? 
Yeah, they've yeah, been Langford. they've been great. Um, I, I think they're going to be they're going to be tricky. There's a couple teams out west that could be tricky, but you've got the pieces and the talent. I mean, right now, yes, Smithfield Boys Soccer thirteen five and one. This matchup with Chancellor is the tricky one though, because there's some history with them. I think they've played like six times in the last eight nine years. So, yes, y'all have a nice day. You too. That's the one and only Keith from Smithfield. Occasionally, uh, New Finland and Richmond and Atlanta and wherever he travels. He's like Ed. He tra- he's a world traveler. And he, he does watch sometimes games on the NFHS network, maybe the NFL network too, but it's not soccer. He watches yeah, football. Yeah, but Keith is better at being on time for the show than coaches. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's much more punctual than Ed is. Let's get to what we were we were sidetracked there by Keith, but that's always a good thing. Uh, our division parlays here, uh, AJ, before we do some, and we might save it for later in the show. If we have time, we'll do the little fun uh, NBA buy or sell that we have lined up for today. Let's do the division though. I'll let you go first. Give us your six division winners, and you've got how much did I say we got from Ed's card? Loose change, a dollar fifty-three to use on this. So we'll see what it adds up to. Go ahead, give me your six baseball division winners. Uh, we put a pen to your head. We can't say the other thing to your head, and we'll uh, we'll see if that hits all six of them. Go ahead. All right. I mean, do you want to start? It doesn't matter where we start. Any order you want to go. All right. We're going to start in the National League. We're going to, we're going to look at the NL West. I think we get the easiest one out of the way. Oh, don't we're going do to, that. We're going to take the LA Dodgers. Uh, well, they're one. minus six fifty. Uh, don't you want the long uh, shot know, plus nine fifty to D backs, or you want to go to a really long shot with the Padres? You're supposed to go. You know, it's so sad watching the Padres and it seeing is. all of the hype around them just to year in and year out underperform. Well, last year, hold on, last year they had a nice little run, but they can't hit with all that talent with Machado, Bogarts. I'm going to give you, I'm going to make a bold statement, which some former Orioles or some current Orioles fans may not like. The XO Manny Machado, I don't even know what his contract situation is. I would make a deal with him right now. I'd send him to the American League to a team like Cleveland who needs a bat and get a pitcher. They need another pitcher. they got to break up the chemistry of that team with Soto, Bogarts, Tatis, Machado. They need to do something because it's not working. If they don't do something, somebody's going to get fired. And I hate to say it's Bob Melvin. Them and the Yankees have the two highest payrolls in the majors. Well, I guess them, the Yankees, and the Dodgers. But the Padres are not the biggest disappointment. I'll get to that in a bit. None of them are leading their division. I know. It's, it's pretty sad. All right, moving on. Uh, we'll look at the... Uh, how about the NL East? I think another easy one. I d- the Mets, I think, are just going to do what the Mets do, and that's look really good until about the three-quarter mark of the season. Then they are fall apart in September. I think the Braves win this one. I know you've been talking about, well, look at the, what the Nationals have done. The Phillies still have some firepower. I, just, the I just like the Phillies. way... I mean, the, the Braves, if they can stay healthy, that's another big question mark. Can they stay healthy? If they do, I think they take that. Uh, we're going to switch here. We're going to go over to the uh, AL West there. I know the Rangers are on a tear there. Look, the, the Astros get uh, Jose Altuve back. I think the heart and soul of that team is back. I think the Astros actually come back. They take that division. Uh, moving on to the AL Central, uh, I wish we could just you know sacrifice that division and say, hey, you've been relegated just like they do in, in soccer. <laughs> Uh, over in the in Europe, <laughs> the, the entire division is just absolutely terrible. But don't if I sleep had, on Francona's guys; they get hot if late. I had to pick one. I, I I think I'm gonna go with the Minnesota Twins. How about really? another disappointment being the the Chicago Cup, or uh, White, White Sox? Sox? No doubt. With the the young talent that they had over the last couple of years with Vaughn and, and Tim Anderson, guys like that, and they and blamed Larusa. Wasn't his yeah, fault, was it? They haven't been able to do yeah, a wasn't single his fault. thing. And then there's the AL East. Oh boy, here you go. I have no clue who's going to win this division. Well, wait, did you skip over to NL Central? You I did. Skipped, okay, I did. Go back to the, I think that the NL Central, I think, is actually one of the harder ones to to guess there. But you look at the AL East, the Orioles had back to back losing series, and yet they found themselves still three and a half games out of first place, which is what they were when they started that two that two series stretch. 
However, the Yankees are about to get healthy. Oh. The Yankees are about to get Josh Donaldson back. Oh. The Yankees are about to get Giancarlo Stanton back. Carlos Rodon? You add in obviously Aaron Judge, who's probably gonna hit a billion home runs, and the Yankee or Yankee fans everywhere are just gonna be so excited that he came in second again to another record. Uh but I <laughs> it's, like hard to, it's hard to not pick them to win that division because they are another team that has the number one payroll in, in Major League Baseball and wins or money does matter. But I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Rays in this. Mm. And I think that they're just on fire. I thought you were going to go to the Orioles. They, uh, no, I can't. I can't do yes, it. You can. Until they add, you know, ask me after the uh, trading deadline, if they can add a middle reliever, then maybe. Okay. But when you are forced to go, the only way you're going to win is with Yenier Cano and Felix Bautista. I'm not picking you to win a division. Okay, so I've got if I've got this right here. So far, you've got AJ's with the Twins in the AL Central, Rays in the AL East, Astros in the AL West, Dodgers in the NL West, Braves in the NL East. Chalk, 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 chalk. Favorites across the board. Now you left the NL Central, yeah, where you can go Brewers, Cardinals, Cubs, Pirates, Reds. Anybody's right. Flip a five-sided coin on that one. I, I, I mean, the Pirates they were surprising me starting out, but then they really hit a cold stretch. They did. Uh, I believe the Orioles uh, swept them, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong there, but. The Brewers, you just you think you think of that division. You're thinking Cardinals, you are the entire time, and, and granted they're in last place, but it's a three. I mean, Milwaukee's only up three games above 500. Give me the Cardinals. I'll take the Cardinals. Why not? You know what's amazing? The Brewers lead that division and have a minus 25 run differential. The uh, three teams in second, fourth, and fifth: the Pirates, Cubs, and Cardinals with a plus run differential. The Reds are in third, and they have a minus run differential as well. So you're going to go with the Cardinals, you said? Yeah, I'm going to take the Cardinals. Why not? Wow, this is almost identical to what uh what I have. So AJ's six leg parlay for the dollar fifty three. Guess how much it wins you there, AJ? If you hit it. Minus five dollars? No, a whopping seventeen dollars and twenty six cents. There you go, AJ. That'll cover lunch in a couple Saturdays. Well, maybe in an October Saturday on a nice college football Saturday. All right. So what do I get for mine dollar fifty three? Well, I'm gonna go with the Rays like AJ did just because I feel like they have enough pitching depth. Their lineup is underrated, by the way, with a Rosarena and Franco, and by the way, the Nansman River alum Brandon Lau. So I'll go with Tampa and AL East. I'm gonna differ with you on the central. I like the Guardians. They play a lot of one run games, their bullpen is reliable with Emmanuel Classe at the back end. They're getting some pitchers healthy, including McKenzie soon to go back with Bieber and those young guns they got coming up. Their offense scares me. doesn't hit a lot for power. They do have Jose Ramirez. I think they'll win the division, though. Francona's a great skipper. I don't trust the Twins. And the Tigers are could be a pesky flying ointment there. AL West, I'll go with Houston, but I would not be stunned if Texas won the division and Houston got a wild card. NL... East, I'll go with the Braves. I did not love the Braves last year, but they are just the, the most talented uh, team. And I think even with the pitching injuries with Freed and Kyle Wright, Strider's there at the front of the rotation. He'll get them through. He'll power them through against the Mets, who will make a run, but missing Diaz, not enough offensive punch. And you never know if Scherzer or Verlander will stay healthy. So I'll go Braves in the NL East. I'll go Cardinals in the NL Central. Regrettably, they do have Arenado. Goldschmidt, enough power, and I feel like that division is going to be one at 84 and 78, so I think St. Louis will eke it out against the Cubs, Pirates, and Brewers. And then in the NL West, I will be the homer today. I'm going to tell you like this. I don't trust our bullpen, but if my D-backs get themselves a closer, the Dodgers, as good as they are with Betts and Freeman, and we saw Kershaw last night, their pitching staff is not as dependable, and I'm going to say this, this is going to stun you. 
I think San Diego and a couple of these teams, even San Francisco, will pick the Dodgers off enough. And Arizona got a little karma. Give me the D-backs for some fun. It's $1.53. What do I got to lose? It's Ed's change, not mine, baby. So I'll go with the D-backs. And for $1.53, AJ, what does this six-leg parlay win? What do you think it wins? Yours won seventeen twenty-six. Yours is probably like seventy-five. One thousand eighty-three bucks and eighty-three cents. I'm cashing in. I'm taking everybody not to Mickey D's. I'm taking them to some nice little steak joint. So there you have it. That is the six-way fun parlay. Put a little Guardians and D-backs in the mix. You have some fun with it. We'll do the NBA uh, Finals buy or sell. Maybe when we have our in-studio guests, we're hoping, fingers crossed, he's still able to come in with us in the next hour. That's Jalen Holmes. He of the now Chicago Bears, I believe, former Lake Taylor standout Ohio State great. He's been on with us before. He's got a camp coming up next month, so he's going to try to swing by here on the 11 o'clock hour. But we'll take a timeout and come back with Roland Wright. He's the head baseball coach of the Region 6A champion Bruins from Western Branch High in Chesapeake. It's all coming your way in hour two of 757 Saturday Sports Talk, powered by Larry King Law, exclusively on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1.